back to the D3 Way podcast. I'm Dave. I'm alongside my co-hosts here, Hef and Niall. How's it going, everybody? How is it? Hey, what's up? It has been a long time since we last uh, sat down and chatted about some D3 Way sports. Um, How you guys been over the the long hiatus that we've had? Been pretty good, man. You know, just uh, coming back from break, getting the swing of classes. It's our week two, right? It's going by... Awfully slow, but I'm not complaining because it's our last semester, so I'm trying to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I went home. I gained ten pounds. I owe that to uh, my mom's cooking and all the beers because I just didn't have anything to do all day. Uh, I mean, it was fun. I'm just not used to like having more than ramen noodles for lunch. So it sounds like a struggle. This, you know, just beers and food. Yeah. Um, how did you prepare for that, and how did you get through that? We're all. You know, I claps for you. No, I obviously didn't. That's why I gained ten pounds. <laughs> My favorite is whenever Half will like run home for lunch in between classes, and he's just like ramen and beef jerky. <laughs> and then he just sits down real fast, eats it, he's out the door. The amount of sodium I eat for my lunch would make an old man cringe. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah, I mean, I watched a bunch of documentaries on Netflix. I didn't move from the couch, so I didn't take my PlayStation home, which was rookie move. Um, so I got really bored really fast. Yeah, Dave uh, weirdly got into, like, serial murders on, like, documentaries this break, and so, like, every time our conversation, he'd be like, hey, did you see this one? He kills a bunch of people. He should watch it. And so if I disappear for any reason, I just want this to be on air, like, number one suspect, Dave Kakuka. Mm-hmm. Or a catfish. Or a catfish, yeah. Not sure. Could be both. Yep. Somehow. Maybe we're working together, Ooh. and you just have no idea. That oddly feels accurate. Yeah. Just something to think about. Yeah. Um, well, that was weird. He's probably going to cut this part. Yeah, we'll just we'll cut it out. But um, while we were being bums and uh, Hef was gaining 10 pounds, some people were actually doing athletic things, um, especially in the OAC. Uh, men's and women's basketball were in action over break. And we have two teams that are tearing up the OAC – uh, and making some waves in the uh, the national rankings. The first one uh, being the Marietta men's team, who is currently 7-0 in the OAC and 13-1 and overall. Uh, they're ranked number three in the country. Um, and, I mean, that's that's pretty big news. I mean, for, you know, a small school in, you know, southern Ohio and someone that we don't necessarily think of, an area we don't necessarily think of for basketball. Um, I, I mean, it's, uh, it's pretty special for them to do. And, I mean, they aren't showing sl- signs of sh- slowing down. Uh, they're scoring like 90 to 100 points, you know, in, in a lot of games. And uh, their biggest or their smallest victory has been like by 30 points. And, I mean, it, it's pretty impressive. So, uh, Whenever you can dominate the OAC, like you're going to put yourself in a good position and do well in other leagues because OAC is obviously a pretty solid league uh, through and through in any sport. So if you can do well there, you're pretty um, pretty good chance of doing well anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean – you know, Hef, you're from you're from Southern Ohio. I mean, that's not necessarily an area that's known for basketball. I mean, you guys had uh, what Luke Kennard came out of there, but other than that, you don't really hear a lot from uh, Southern Ohio as far as basketball. Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest. I'm glad they're doing good, but the community probably doesn't give a shit. <laughs> they're probably just thinking about football season for Marietta High School. If they have a Marietta High School, I don't know. Do they have Marietta High School? I, honestly couldn't tell okay you. well they're thinking about football season high school football season next year and then marietta pioneers football season next year but you know what that's good for them yeah. i'm happy for them yeah 
It's just, just like all the old men come in and like yell and they're like football. And they're like, hey, <laughs> sir, this is a basketball game. Yeah. It just gets confused. They don't understand why no one's wearing shoulder pads. Yeah. It's like packed for the first two minutes, and then once they all realize it's not a football game, they all leave. Yeah. Go to the nearest McDonald's. <laughs> I just I'm thinking of uh, isn't far. No. I'm thinking of the story that Half always says when he used to get he used to get fouls in high school, and his grandpa would be like. Basketball's a contact sport. Oh, oh yeah. Every, That's all the men in the stands. <laughs> oh, yeah. Every football family yells that for their child because they're, yeah. like, obviously way too aggressive, and they don't really like basketball, so we just, like, continue to play contact sports through mm-hmm. basketball. Mm-hmm. And so every one that yells that, I would put $1,000 down that they have a kid that plays football. Oh, yeah. No like, question about it. Like, my, my brother – played uh lacrosse his last two years of high school okay. we just got we just got a team in our hometown and my grandpa just can't wrap his head around it he has <laughs> no idea what to do he has been so supportive for every football game even basketball he's come to he's come to like basketball but he doesn't even even come to lacrosse games <laughs> i'm like damn grandpa but you know what that's just how it be sometimes said- it would just be like that yeah <laughs> He sat there, like, juiced up from, like, three cups of pre-workout, just expecting, like, a brawl. Yeah. And then as soon as there was, like, the first, like, penalty, that he was like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> I didn't even see someone's head fall off. What's the point of a penalty there? Yeah. Uh, and you say when, when he would come to the basketball games, that was for, like, the quarter and a half before he fouled out, and then he'd probably leave? Yep. Yeah. He'd 100%. probably don't lift. Yeah. You, for those who don't know, Hef's grandpa is jacked. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he'll, he'll text Hef. What pre-workouts to start taking? Oh, yeah. He, he tries new pre-workouts, and he texts me updates on how they make him feel. He likes the tingle. He loves the beta alanine. So, um, anything with that. So, if you guys got any pre-workout recommendations, send them my way. How old is he? He uh, just turned 70. So. As a 22-year-old kid, I can honestly say I want to look like him now. <laughs> Not when I'm 70, right now. Oh, man. Yeah, but, uh, you know, Southern Ohio is definitely a different breed. So, I mean – Good for the Pios, you know, uh, stepping up and taking hold of the OAC, you know, here in the early part of the season. Um, and then as far as the women's go, uh, Baldwin-Wallace has, believe it or not, the same record as the Marietta men's basketball, 7-0 and in the conference, 13-1 and overall. But they're number 12 in the nation. Um, and, I mean, both of those teams, you know, I mean, it's kind of a similar discussion. Uh, I mean, you know, you tear apart the OAC, you really put yourself in a good position to – you know, make the tournament, get ranked, make a deep run, um, you know, and I, I mean, you know, pretty much the same same goes for them. I mean, you know, good for them. BW has been, you know, a pretty good basketball school, you know, historically speaking. So, I mean, you know, they're kind of continuing that this season. Yeah, good for them for sure. Yeah, um, and while I'm here, I'm just going to note it. Uh, I made a mistake when I was talking about Marietta. I said they were number three in the country, they're number eight in the country. So, that's – Unforgivable. Uh, he's fired. Yeah. I'm just going to let you so know he's fired. Just, uh, You're fired. Yep. <laughs> next, next week we will have another host. Just a heads up. It'll be Dylan Jude. <laughs> <laughs> that would be quite the show. It would be. Um, and then uh, as far as individuals go in basketball, we have an individual on the Muskingum men's basketball team who is having one of the best statistical seasons in recent memory for maybe even – all of college basketball. The kid leads the conference in points, points per game, field goals, three points, and free throw percentage. This young man is Marcus Dempsey of the Muskingum Muskies, and he is lighting it up all over the floor. And I think it's incredibly impressive to, I mean, he leads in points and field goal percentage, which is something that normally don't correlate 
uh, because they're normally taking a lot of shots and they're missing a lot, but they're, they're you know, putting up points. Um, and, I mean, he ranks nationally in all these categories as well. And, I mean, uh, Niall, you said you had kind of an interesting story about Mr. Dempsey. Yeah, so apparently um, Otterbein, another mistake. He, we had him in our grasp. Actually, it wasn't Otterbein's fault, though. I just want to call him out. Apparently, he was supposed to go to Otterbein. Him and his buddy were uh, planning on coming here. They had, like, all like the money situation figured out. And then last minute, his buddy decided not to go to Otterbein. So he was like, well, screw it. I got no other reason to come here. And he went back home to uh, Muskegon. Or, like, I don't know if it's home, but I think his dad went there or something like that. Mm-hmm. So he ended up going back there. So Otterbein missed out on another top-notch recruit. But uh, it would have been electric seeing him here in the, in the Reich Center. Oh, man. He would be just – Tearing up the Reich Center on a, a random Tuesday night in January. We'd probably be there right electric now. electric cl- uh, crowd. Oh, yeah. Sold out barn. <laughs> be hey. so much Jets pizza served. <laughs> you know what? He might hate me for this, but I don't even want him on my team. You know why? Why is that? I didn't hear the R word. I didn't hear the A word. Rebounds, assists. <laughs> it tells me he's selfish. He's not a team player. All he cares about is points. That's true. Hey. That's true. I'll let you know, Marcus Dempsey. If you come to Otterbein, I'm coming for you. We probably will come here. Yeah, so. yeah when you come to Otterbein. <laughs> I also uh, – I did not hear the F word, and we all know we're a big advocate for fouls. Oh, so that's true. Facts. I'm just saying maybe, you know, step it up. I don't want to nitpick, so, but are we saying maybe he's soft? Hey. Rebounds, gritty, and fouls, obviously aggressive and gritty. Mm-hmm. Like, if you, don't, if you don't lead nationally in those two categories – I don't. I don't really care. Yeah, I softer mean, than cotton ball, big big son. <laughs> I would. I would take a guy who's first in rebounds and fouls than a guy that's first in all these categories. Well, Dempsey, maybe he played soccer, so he's not used to kind of like. You know what? I think, I think that's, that's right. maybe what I think it is. That's right. Yeah. Not hating on soccer players. Any soccer players that want to come on here, you're more than welcome. It's true. I, yeah. I apologize. Also, I mean, hey, you know. Yeah. But uh, and then aside from basketball. We had a huge, huge news coming out of the OAC football. Vince Karras, the head coach of Mount Union. I mean, this, I can't even wrap my head around it. The Karras family has been the head coach for Mount Union. It was Vince and then his dad. I think his name was Larry. Um, they've been, them two together have been head coach for the Mount Union Purple Raiders for maybe since they started. I honestly don't know, but it's been a long time. Vince Karras leaving Mount Union to become a defense assistant at the University of Toledo. And I don't want to give us props, but I'm going to. We called it. We mentioned earlier, I don't know which podcast it was, but we said if they lost, would it be the demise of the Mount Union empire Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and the dynasty? I think it's crumbling. It starts at the top. He's always at the top. That one piece falls. Who knows what's yep. going to happen next? Yeah. Hey, this is, you know, you talk about the great rulers of all time. You know, and whenever the ruler falls, their kingdom falls apart. Yeah. I think we're seeing something similar. Napoleon. It's like if Bill Belichick and Tom Brady both left, who's going to fill that role? I think Otterbein. Wow. Fill that empire. Exactly. And. Can we get a little drum roll, please? A little D three way breaking news. Talking about the Otterbein Cardinal football team, the one and only 
Niall Lewison, co-host of the D3Way podcast. Would you like to do the honors, my friend? <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. Um, obviously, I thought about retirement. Um, I've made a lot, so much money being here already. I could have packed it up, um, supported my family that I have, my three kids, my wife. We have a home in L.A. I already have enough money, but um, they just offered me too much money to come back for one more year, and I said, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm like, one more year. Let's take over this this dynasty that Mount Union had. Let's lay the groundwork. I want a statue here. Yeah. And so I'm going to start that Mount Union legacy right here, and we're going we're gonna to do it. We're going to start it, and I'm happy to be back. All jokes aside, give it one more run, have a lot of fun, and uh, it should be interesting for sure. I'm actually doing this. With a con- slight concussion still, mm-hmm. um, so if that's any like indication how how this this next season's gonna go, I, th- I think that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean I respect you. Uh, we already have a couple um, you know post game halftime podcasts planned. Um, you know half half and I will be there um, in the parking lot uh, and ready for you in the end zone. Um, we already have a little celebration planned. Uh, We'll keep that quiet yeah. until the time comes. Let me just – it's in everyone's best interest if I score a touchdown mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it's going to be electric. Yeah, especially a friend of ours who it might mimic uh, his favorite athlete's entrance. That's all I'm going to say. But without further ado, I think it's time that we introduce our guest for this episode. Uh, he's a, a friend of ours. Uh, it was great to sit down with him and talk to him again. Um, you know, he, he started out as a coach of ours and our relationship continued, um, you know, obviously after he was finished coaching the one and only Mike Bazzoli, former GA strength coach, tight ends coach for the Otterbein Cardinal football team. Uh, I think it was a pretty good interview. I hope you guys enjoy it. You guys got anything to say about Baz? Uh, he's an interesting, he's a goon. He's a goon and a great guy, a great interview. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I hope you guys enjoy it. Here's Baz. Hey guys, this is Devin Henry. Be sure to check out my new single, High School Mixtape, on Spotify and Apple Music. Stay tuned for more D3Way. Hell yeah, Pawpaw. So we would like to welcome on today's guest, Mr. Mike Bazzoli, former GA and strength and conditioning coach for the Otterbein Cardinals. Bazzoli? What's up? How's it going, man? going pretty well yeah yeah what you've been up to i know um you know after you left here um you know you coached a little bit uh for a high school team and right. now you're uh strength coach right at rise athletics yeah, personal trainer like performance coach yeah nice. so I, after uh after my time at otterbein i went in uh into like the private sector so just a personal training in westerville and then uh spent two seasons at westerville south coach football goes off offensive side um so and then just recently I uh, worked at Nationwide Children's for about seven months at Bexley High School, so I did some strength conditioning with them, and then now I'm full-time at a, at the gym that I'm at currently in Upper Arlington. So. Nice. Yep. Cool. And I know uh, a couple of Otterbine guys went and trained with you the right. past couple off-seasons, so yeah. um, obviously whatever you're doing over there, uh, it's working well, uh, and I know what you did with us, we, we really enjoyed, so it was a good time. Um, what was the best? He was the best strength yeah, coach we had. No, he made no us the question. fastest we've ever been with all the bands and stuff. I don't really understand it all, but it was it was sweet. We were fast. What are we doing? And then like all of a sudden it's like, wow, I'm actually really fast now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But While we were out, we did a little research because you went to Ohio University. Correct. But there is no record of you. <laughs> like, none whatsoever. Uh, what do you mean? Like, we can't find you at all. We looked up Mike Pizzoli, <laughs> Ohio University, and there is nothing. So I don't know. Like, did you just, like, fake your way into that thing? Or no, what? I was there. I mean, it might be under Kevin. We looked that up, too. We looked up, we yeah. looked up your last name. Well, I mean, like, what do you just... We were looking up, like, the foot roster. Do you want me, like, to send you my diploma? Like, <laughs> what the hell you want from me? I'm like, questioning whether or not you graduated, but we were I graduated in four years, baby. Let's go. <laughs> that's, a, that's an accomplishment, there, yeah. honestly. I, yeah. But we were under the impression that you played there. So I walked on, but I'm probably not on the record there because I didn't go through. So I walked on, but I and I got invited to spring ball, mm. and then I was just kind of saw the writing on the wall of just probably not going to play, and I was already just felt like crap to begin with yeah, with yeah. my knees and everything. So um, I wasn't necessarily on the team that long, and then I just kind of volunteered and helped out, which gotcha. kind of led me to Otterbein in a sense because I did just kind of shadowed my tight ends coach, mm-hmm. and then did some like football operations and. Stuff like that. So, yeah, that makes sense. There's yeah. probably nothing on there, too. Cause, <laughs> I got you. Yeah. So, I'm, I looked up your high school stats, too. Um, and I'm not surprised you made it, walked on at a D1 program, because your senior year, uh, you had one rush for negative five yards. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to deny. Dude, I'll, I'll break down that play for you, too. <laughs> <laughs> so, we were uh, – we sucked to be – like, this, is, this was probably our, like, our head coach's worst, like, team my senior year like we just had a bunch of dudes that i don't know even know if i hope they're listening because i tell them that they suck because like they <laughs> all they cared about was like just like what was going on after and stuff and like i didn't really drink and do much in high school like because i mean i played three sports and it, we just people hung out with we just didn't like do it it wasn't like we were offering we're like no we don't like we just didn't do it so we were just really focused on just sports and so these guys weren't and unfortunately those were key key players in certain positions <laughs> that one especially but uh so I had uh, I played baseball growing up, and I had a pretty decent arm. So the coach, we, we set up this new formation where I'm, I'm down on we – so we were pro style. Like, that's when that was still cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went and shifted over into a fullback position, and then the running back went out, and then they tossed me the ball, and we were going to do a halfback pass. So my nice. coach decided to give a brand-new ball that hadn't been broken in yet. So that, that thing is just slipping like shit on my fingers. And I just, I fumbled it. And then I, but I look up and this dude's right in front of my face and just drilled me. Nice. <laughs> and then, I, and then he just looked, I just looked over and he was just like, just like a disappointed dad. Like, damn, man. Like, there's your shot. <laughs> but there was my negative, that was my rushing attempt. Yeah, that, that play sounds like something we would run in our JV days back when you coached us here. Yeah. Just greatest <laughs> JV coach to come through, I'll tell you that much. You said uh, you didn't like, really drink in high school, so what made you go to Ohio University? A lot of my friends were going. Um, it's not like, I mean, I drank after I was done playing. Yeah. So, like, when when basketball season ended my senior year, got my first taste of <laughs> this mighty Bud Light, and, <laughs> and it was pretty much all downhill from there. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's not like I had anything against it. It was just, like I said, we just didn't, like, it just wasn't kind of on the radar. And then, then it was all of a sudden. Then it was like, well, this is fun. And then and at OU, it's just like, then it's just like that on steroids. And you're just like, well, this is really fun. Like, um, but, yeah, it was, it was cool. Yeah, I'm glad I went. So you kind of you after uh, wins here at Otterbein, you go to the head coach's house and uh, party a little bit. So what's a better party scene? Is it the best season at OU or Coach Dow's basement? <laughs> <laughs> He'd probably kick my ass if I told him OU. But uh, <laughs> um, 
No, they they have they both have their uh, their good points to them. Dalps House is fun, man. <laughs> we had a great time there. Dalps Dalps the best, and uh, it's just it's cool. I, I I would assume not a lot of coaches do that, and a lot of people would probably look at it as like that's shouldn't be doing that. But I mean, it's it's a way to kind of get the coaches together, and like when it comes down to it, it's just a game, you know. And it's able to, and, and that's why I'm still in contact with a lot of pretty much all the coaches like talk to coach freeze coach D'Amico, coach carol all the time like we have a group message like i doubt there's a lot of former gas that still talk to their position coach like who they were under like on a daily basis so um i'm definitely glad and yeah we had we had some things that probably can't be talked about in the public <laughs> <laughs> public eye yeah we're but. gonna try to go there after this like in the yeah. spring sometime we're gonna try to just show up at Dalp's house with a case of beer just see what happens and see if he'll let us in on a saturday yeah he might yeah Zero's i mean been. Is there any like clean stories that you could tell us about Dallas Green um, or anything? I'm trying to think of something. Like they're not bad, but like I just don't want to <laughs> piss off Coach Dow. But uh, be invited back. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean it was just like we would play like just drinking games, and they would just get aggressive. I'll, I'll tell you a good one. I got <laughs> so me and Dow had a few few beers, and uh, um, he's a big fan of Buck Cherry. So that was yeah. playing, and then we started wrestling. <laughs> so I wrestled Dalp, and he pinned me, <laughs> and he pinned me in probably thirty seconds because he just like he got because I was I was heavier then, so I could hold on my own a little bit. But he just <laughs> flipped me kind of to the side, and then I was just he was just laying on me, and he was just like, "Yeah, get up now." <laughs> so oh, that man. was that is awesome. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Um, so being a GA is kind of like being. Like doing all the grunt work and stuff and, yeah. and there's not a whole lot of glory that comes with being a GA but in your mind what was the worst part of being a GA breaking down film yeah I oh my god a, that's yeah. what yeah hated it yeah and like watching it too because we would have like um all together mm-hmm. so we'd just be kind of in there on the same room just watching it and for like three hours like right when you get there in the morning and it's just like 6 a.m and you're just like like just dozing off like so, but I would say just like the breakdowns, it wasn't necessarily the breakdowns in general, but it was after the games. Mm-hmm. So when we'd play, especially like if we had a seven o'clock game, just like, well, looks like I'm sleeping here tonight. Like, yeah. but I, I luckily never had to do that, but <laughs> good old coach Timmy did. <laughs> but, uh, oh, no, yeah. we, I mean, there were, yeah, I mean, say, you get there at like six in the morning, you're like just waking up and probably Moore's on his like fourth Mountain Dew and his third bag of Cheetos. And he's like, all right, here we go. I already watched it four times, but I'm glad you're here now. Yeah, Xbox controller. Think, yeah. controls I don't think left. he sleeps. Um, no. no way. But no, I mean, like, especially like I said, like if we were at away at seven o'clock, like it was like, you're going to get back and probably be there till one o'clock and then you're back at it Sunday. And Sunday's like the normal schedule. It's like eight to four, but it's still just as like, Seven days, like you're just working, like it's all, mm-hmm. it's like so. That's why the off season, like, so much better. <laughs> so, like yeah. during the season, how many hours a week do you think it, it um, is? Hopefully, Otterbein's not listening to this because we have a certain amount of, hours, <laughs> but more than more than is said originally. But yeah. I mean, you have to do it though because the thing at Division Three that no one really like grasps, like <clears throat> especially people that have never been around it, is like. The GAs are supposed to be full time, like they have to be treated like full time coaches because they're there to coach a position. Like at a Division One yeah. level, like you have wide receiver GAs, but they're just there to basically break down film and like hold the bags. Like you're actually when you're a wide receiver GA, you're the wide receiver coach. Like you're the D line coach. Like you're not just there to help the D line coach. So yeah. um, not only do you have the responsibility of a GA, but you have to be 
basically coach, handling your meetings and all that stuff. So um, I think a lot of people overlook that when like, that's why, I, I mean, I'll go to the grave saying like, a lot of people overlook division three just because they think it's not like competitive or you're not, but you're, I mean, when it comes down to it, you're coaching, you're, everything's the same for the most part. If you know how to coach, you know how to coach. And especially like I, if I was a division one coach looking to like hire like a young up and coming coach, like I would look at the D three level because they've had to deal with everything already, okay. like handling meetings, breaking down film, recruiting process. I mean, you, you go to a division one, GAs aren't giving recruits tours and traveling to high schools like you're getting all that experience like fresh out and you got to kind of go on the fly so I mean it was that first year was pretty brutal right <laughs> like you're just your head spinning and so no but it was if you can kind of coach like the players that you're giving at d3 level then you can probably coach right yeah I mean well obviously you're gonna have you're gonna have some dudes at the division three level that just like maybe are a little undersized or um a little slower, not as strong, or just maybe just didn't start playing for a certain amount. They, that'll kind of sneak under the radar. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're gonna have kids that probably shouldn't be on the football field playing football. Yeah. Like, and then you, but you can't do anything about it. You just gotta coach them up. And same with the weight room too. I mean, so many guys come up to me like, "Yeah, we didn't really lift in high school." Yeah. So, and then I got people that have transferred in from a Division One that are like, "When we hang cleaning," I'm like, "This guy can't squat. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's never done a thing." So it's just like you have to just figure it out as you go and that's i mean th throughout the whole aspect of the when it comes to i think where the most elite players come in d3 football at least are middle linebackers because they're always like undersized but they still hit like a brick shit house and <laughs> and they're like they might be a little too bulky to go d1 to be able to run with the running backs i don't know that's my theory what, what would totally, you say I totally feel where's that. like the most if you had to pick a position where you see like kids that are overlooked that are studs yeah i don't know i mean that's uh, linebackers is kind of a good one i think wide receiver too so i mean i think you get a lot of short wide receivers that are dudes. yeah that, i mean because you got a lot of guys that are maybe like five eight like five seven that are just you're just getting overlooked big time because of your height um and then i think d-line too like if you look at i'll oh, shout out coach hud <laughs> i mean dude's all american because i mean he's my roommate so i and he's like one of the modest dudes but he was an all-american at owu and if he's probably Six two, six three. If he's my height, like he's probably at Michigan State or whatever. Mm -hmm, I mean, yeah. he played with all these, like that uh, tight end at Michigan State like six years ago. That Sims dude. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. I like, went to high school with him. Yeah. Like, and he was so he was playing against that competition all the time. So, um, I think D line's a big one too because I feel like a lot of times coaches don't even look at like technique when you're recruiting out. They're just looking for size. Yeah. yeah. Like, and it, it, you you can teach them how to play D line for the most part, but you can't teach size. Yeah, I like to think that, um, you know, I was one of those <laughs> I knew, I knew. I basically just fed you that. <laughs> as soon as he said D-line, his eyes just got a little wider. Like, yeah, I, like, I should have been D-1. Yeah. I was waiting for that little pat on the back. But uh, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to ask real quick, um, you know, you talk about coaching like a, a varsity position, you know, breaking down the film for the games. Um, but you also are given a duty as a GA of coaching the lovely JV team. What was, like, one of your best memories of, like, that the JV teams that you coached? And yeah. then also, like, a moment when you, like, when we were, like, at the JV game and you were, like, how is this kid playing? Or, like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> oh, man, I don't want to, like, name names. You could, probably, <laughs> you could probably think about one of the players that was on there. It was uh, – I won't say his name, but it was – we were at Ohio Northern. Oh, I heard it. <laughs> I heard it. I heard it. I heard it. Oh, and I'm literally turning around talking to somebody – 
and I just hear the loudest crack. <laughs> and this dude is just flat on his back. And I, I'm like, <laughs> that was the first time ever. I'm just like that. He might be dead. <laughs> like, yeah. like he was on kickoff return. No, no reason to be on kickoff return and just smacked. And like, I don't think he, I think that was his last ever snap as a football player at Otterbein. <laughs> yeah. But that kid, no, should not have been on a football field. Not even in high. We, we, I watched his high school film and I was <laughs> the funniest shit I've ever seen in my life. Like there, you know how you can like just really zoom in and spot on somebody. <laughs> he had like four special teams kickoff returns out on his, on his huddle. And then that was pretty much it. And we're like, this dude is playing football in college. And it's just like, what are we doing? But, yeah, he was – yeah, he shouldn't have been close to a football field. I remember I remember being on the field for that play. And I'm, like, running back from, like, the first line. He's setting up, getting ready, to, getting ready to take on a block. And his helmet just – I'm not even lying. It was 10 yards behind. Dude, just, boom. Two pop, helmets. Pop. Two helmets wouldn't have saved his life that day. <laughs> like, <laughs> that was hilarious. But um, so I think kind of going along with the JV theme here. Um, so obviously we were kind of came in at the same time you did to right. your GA position because you were it was your first year our freshman year. Uh, so you saw us for like our first two years. We had a big fluctuation of talent in our class. We had guys that played right away uh, and guys that didn't really see the JV field at all. Um, so. Who were some of your, like, most notable people in that class when, like, on the JV games when – I'm really going to harp on this JV thing because we had That's so fun. much fun. <laughs> no, yeah, but, I mean – So, but, like, the like when we would go out there, who was the guy that, like, when we came out – you don't have to name a name, but maybe if you just describe him, we'd know who it is. And, like, you would be like, there's <laughs> no chance he's getting on the field today. Um, well, the same kid that uh, <laughs> that died in Ada, Ohio that day. <laughs> um no, there was. I got. I got to think a little bit of. <laughs> There's another one too that. Oh man, uh, he, he. I don't want to get murdered, so I won't bring up that person. But. No. I'm trying to think your fir- your first year. Uh, um, I'm trying to. I don't know. I'm. Because I guess that's not good if I can't. <laughs> that means there was multiple. <laughs> but well, yeah. okay. So I mean, like, how do you feel about losing us a JV game at Denison because you got our safety drunk? What are you talking about? What? You, what? Allegedly. Wait. What? Allegedly. Allegedly. Safety drunk. Yeah. The corner safety. What is he? He's corner? He's basically a kickoff guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's crazy. He's taking a cold His shower safety. while we were getting our pads on. His first name is an animal. <laughs> it's on that chair over there. I did not get hit. <laughs> I don't know. That's what we heard. That's, that was that was the, the room alleged. Room. Room. Yeah, we're getting dressed and we're like, "Where's he at?" And I'm like, "Oh, he's taking a cold shower. He's still a little hammered." <laughs> he's right hammered now. right now. Oh, good. And we're just like, "Oh god." That was the game that we had. Uh, what is it? Like I seven had, personal fouls yeah, in one game. I had three on my on my own. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Like, if, I mean, I definitely went out. <laughs> that night but like i don't even remember seeing him but huh. like i said first year was a little blurry because <laughs> like that was our only stress relief was running like, on no sleep and yeah, kind of going out at the same time but that's i'm gonna have to go with that. that's a lie maybe <laughs> maybe if he saw us out but i didn't buy him anything but he might just consider hey i drank with the ga like he got me drunk before our game it's just like sweet dude like and then go get three targeting calls in a JV game. <laughs> <laughs> so, Did you guys like always 
Um, like, as a GA, is, like, across multiple sports, like, Otterbein GAs are pretty tight, I think, across multiple sports. For the most part. Did you guys, like, hang out on the weekends and stuff, like? We would hang out a little bit. I mean, it just depended on what they like to do because, obviously, with there's they come from a d- bunch of different – like, we luckily, like, we had um, – so, you guys, didn't, you guys didn't have Coach Grease, did you? No. No. So, he was uh, – so, you ha- HUD had just come in, but we all kind of like liked to do the same stuff. So, it was kind of – we kind of stuck with that, and especially just, like, because we enjoyed hanging around with the coaches, too. So, like, if we went out or – did anything as a staff like to go to go to Dalp's house? Like we invited some of the GAs, but I think some of them just kind of felt like awkward if they would come. And um, but that, I mean, basketball GA we hung out with because we played intramurals with, and just crushed everybody. <laughs> uh, um, oh yeah, yeah, it was terrible. Yeah, you guys um, suck. I, I wanted to thank you uh, personally because um, <laughs> you were the first person to let me uh, play safety because as a freshman I was a, a line or outside linebacker, and uh, it was scout team. And I've been asking Coach Moore all year to switch me, and he was like, "Ah, oh, maybe next year, maybe next year." And I said, "Hey, Vizoli, can I, uh, can I play safety on scout team?" He looked at me and said, "I don't care." <laughs> I said, "Sweet." <laughs> See, like that just shows how much I probably drank that first year because I do not remember that either. But I scout like, team, when he would have the cards drawn up, yeah. and he'd just be like, "Just go over there." And we'd be like, "What? What do we Dude. do?" He's like, "I don't give a shit. It's blitz. I don't know." I remember, I remember distinctly one time I looked back at you and I was lined up on the line somewhere. I don't know. And I go, what am I doing? You're like, I don't know. Just fucking go straight. <laughs> <laughs> well, half the time you guys would like, we'd be all set up and like, they'd go through their cadence and you guys would start asking me questions. I'm like, I don't know. Like, just figure it out now. Like, it's too late. Like, don't tell me, don't ask me where to go or he's, and we're on one. He's like, blue eight, blue eight. And you're like, well, now what? Uh, it's like, well, it's time to play football now. Like. But. <laughs> that was awesome, and then we, and then we actually made a play on a ball, yeah, and then and our offensive coordinator would yell at us for being in the being in the spot where the ball was supposed to be thrown. Yeah, because yeah, I, I drew it up right on the card. <laughs> <laughs> Best um, defensive scout coach. Absolutely. <laughs> so with uh, you know, since you left Otterbein, what do you think you miss more about being a GA? Is it seeing us every day, and having fun on scout team? Or whatever it might be, the campus center, <laughs> or playing intramural basketball. Nah, intramural basketball just hurt my body. I just did that just to not be as fat as I was. But <laughs> um, I just admit, I, I I don't necessarily like the GA. Like it was just kind of like the team, just being solely focused on football, like twenty four seven. Like as much as it sucked, like breakdown film and stuff. Like unless you're like a college coach, you don't get like like if you're a high school coach, like you got to teach during the day and. Mm-hmm go to football but this was just football 24 7 and then you got players stopping in so it's just like you get paid to do that like like the full-time guy that's I mean that's that's fun so just being around just football 24 7 even though I didn't necessarily like see myself as a college football coach more of a strength more on the strength side like that's probably the one thing that just kind of like filming you filming me uh telling half I'm gonna break his kneecaps paying my damn t-shirt money <laughs> but uh no I mean that that kind of stuff's fun and then but that's probably what I miss the most about just being around that game and GAing is just the do you think yeah. you're gonna be a football coach again like what in strength and conditioning or just like uh, yeah general? I mean either yeah maybe like I'm, I've been thinking about trying to get maybe volunteering back in high school coaching but i mean i look i'm not gonna go and be a d2 strength coach or like go to some small school and be a d1 like and if if that restricts me from getting like to a division one then i guess i'm probably not gonna be a division one but i'm gonna probably 
do my best to try to get to a division one if if i'm gonna do it because i'm unless you're in a power five conference all those hours you work like they work probably 70 hours yeah i mean they're in there like ohio state like because uh the head strength coach from uc is uh from waterbine played for doubt Mm -hmm. so i mean you hear i mean from all them like yeah you're in at 5 a.m and you're out at eight seven eight so you have to be on cocaine or smelling salts at all times. I mean, they're just, just – some of those guys salt. are different, man. They're just <laughs> constantly hoarse. Like, yeah. uh, <laughs> like I've, had, I've, I've had a few phone interviews with strength coaches. Like, from the college, I was like, hey, how you doing? And it's just like, like what are you – are you all right? <laughs> Battling strep? Like, and it's just like they all, like, have that distinct, like, kind of, like, growl in their, like, throat. And it's just like, this is crazy. That's like screaming all the time. It's constantly. Just you just have to, like – and it's not even like they're trying to like scream at people. They just have to talk loud because there's like 70 guys that they're screaming over and going through workouts. So, yeah, that's why I was like, I kind of don't want to have like my vocal cords ripped out from yelling <laughs> for the next 20 years. But Sounds now, like Coach O in a few years. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, geez. Yeah. <laughs> that man. But um, I don't know really why you would want to go D1 because you train so many elite athletes here. Right. But I think one of the most. Uh, I peaked. I peaked with you guys. Yeah, like I've, no I've been, it's been downhill Obviously. since. Since the band's days, of... but um, I think one of the... no, no, no. I just remember one of Bazzoli's best comments were um, Tucho rolled in to uh, oh, one of our one of our buddies, Tucho on the football team, rolled in. Uh, what was it, freshman or sophomore year? Yeah, um, freshman. Just year. snowing like a brewery. Yeah, and he said, and he's it was like six a.m. and he said, "Hey, what'd you do? Mix your uh, pre-workout with crimchakta." <laughs> that was hilarious. And we lost. Yeah. But uh, I, I really think one of the most elite athletes you trained here, uh, you mentioned him a little bit earlier. Um, you even had the privilege of coaching him, I believe, because he came in as a running back, transferred to tight end. Um, he has a nickname known as Slay Bodies. Uh, Slay Bodies. <laughs> can, can you give us a rundown of Slay Bodies for those who don't know who he is? And Do you want me to tell him, like, say his name? No, no, okay. no. But um, maybe give Tell us about the time story. you were scared. For, for my, your life. For your yeah. life? Yeah. yeah. Well, I could, I, I, I could probably just tell you more than times I wasn't scared. Because <laughs> every other time I was. But um, so Slay Bodies, he got that nickname because on his eye black, he wrote Slay Bodies during a JV game. So that was kind of where that nickname kind of <laughs> took off. But um, there was one time we were playing at either Wittenberg. It was one of the red ones. <laughs> and um, like I said, blurry first like for 16 months for GA for me but uh um he said he made a comment <laughs> we he, there was a tackle over by our sideline and he goes I want to I want to get this spot on because it was <laughs> and I just remember coach Carroll and I's reaction we turned around and we like like get the hell out of here <laughs> he goes oh what did he say it was someone along the lines of just fucking kill him or something it's <laughs> like loud in a jv game and it, like so there's like 12 people there and like and he just screams it and, and we're just like what are, is wrong with you like wh- why would you, see, you just yell that in front of a ref and like all these parents but he did basically just like wanted his players to commit murder on, <laughs> on the opposing team and, and decided to describe it right in front of us and we're just like what are you doing but yeah i would say that was probably up there with one of the more like I don't know what to do here. <laughs> if I try to yell at him, he might murder me. Yeah. He does have literally bullets on yeah. his thighs. Yeah. Tattoos. 
I'll never forget coming in and we did that thing where you went around the room, said your name, position, like mm-hmm. where you're from. And he stood up and he goes, freshman, running back. And I was like, oh, good Lord. I I'm in the wrong place. I was like, he's definitely one of those guys that went under the radar. And then we got on the field and he was just not what, it, not what he was hyped up to be. But hey, Well, that's your opinion. <laughs> from a football sense he yeah, exactly. he's that scare factor you get off the bus yeah yeah uh, he should be the on the coin flip that should be his yes. role send him mm-hmm. out there with the neck roll yep. yeah his senior that's year did you, did you see that he wore a big old cowboy collar <laughs> oh yeah it was nasty well <laughs> sometimes you gotta ride it out man it's <laughs> good for him oh man you got something to eye out for him? Or? No, we can kind of talk about this, but did you have, like, a favorite player that you ever coached? <laughs> favorite player I ever coached. Um, Notice you can say his name because we're doing good. It's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. No, just realize who you're in the room with, though. So. I understand that. It's none of you. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I don't know. Your class was fun. Like, you three. Uh, Zach, even though he's kind of like an emotional girl. <laughs> 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 I'm really, I'm really excited for him to listen to this. <laughs> but yeah, he was kind of emotional all the time. You just never get a read on him. He just always looked upset. Um, Orlando, my only recruit. That's my oh, guy. Hell yeah. Um, shaves my head now. Good dude. One guard to the dome. Um, trying to think who else is in your class. But yeah, it was, it was basically like the scout team dudes. Like that was, that was the squad because that's what I was around the whole time with meetings and. Felt like more of a scout team coach sometimes than an action <laughs> offensive coach. So, because yeah. <laughs> those are my kind of bitch duties of <laughs> writing four, three, or under, over, yeah. <laughs> Sam Blitz, yeah. do this, flip yeah. the binder. Sounds you guys fun. still, Sounds still can't. Awesome. Could you give us a, a quick recruiting pitch? Recruiting pitch? Yeah, like if we're, we're, we're in high school, pretend we're early. <laughs> Why should we go to Ottawa? Yeah, what is it about Ottawa that should bring us here? Besides the winning tradition, obviously. That's not, that's not right, man. <laughs> well, the campus center, first off. I mean, are you a big chicken breast fan? Because <laughs> we got plenty. <laughs> um, <laughs> all sizes, <laughs> small, medium, large. Um, so, they're, I mean, just delicious. If you like cereal, <laughs> we got you covered there as well. Um, and then soft serve ice cream. Sometimes, but uh, coffee's always freshly brewed, so you're gonna not have to worry about that if you need to study. So Canvas Center, first off, quality. Um, the weight room, I mean, if you like literally lifting with everybody, not just football players, and having uh, having someone do bicep curls on a squat rack while you guys need the rack, so um, good bonding there. You guys can kind of kind of share share workout plans with some of the students and and things like that. Uh, you know, having to walk to the practice field, a lot of fun when stuff's going on, you know, when it's getting rented out to people that don't even go to Otterbein. So uh, that's fun. Uh, heard you, I heard you guys got a really good experience this this, uh, this year with the presidential thing. Good times. Good times. Glad I didn't have to be there for that. <laughs> there was a point where we were about to go to a high school to practice, and then they were just like, we're just not going to practice. <laughs> All right. Sweet. No, that was the best day I've ever had in college. Man, that presidential been, today. That would have been awesome. It was awesome. <laughs> I could have got some sleep that day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but um, I think the campus center is a real selling point. I think that that's what you need to drive home. Yeah. The campus center? Yeah, oh yeah. Well, you convinced me. I'm coming so, back. It's so All right. good. I mean, I, I figure I had you at chicken breast. <laughs> <laughs> um, could have stopped you there. Yeah, I mean, what else do you need? Like, 
you got Polaris and chicken breasts. Like, you're just close to everything. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, I don't even remember half the pitches I gave. Well, you only had one recruit commit, so you must have been really good. Dude, that's that's half the story of recruiting at Division three level. Like, it's so – it's it's brutal. Because, like, if kids aren't set in their mind, like, they want to go D3 or they, they want to go there, like, you're basically just talking to a wall. Like, <laughs> either you're telling them what Otterbein is because they've never heard of it, or you're just like, these kids either don't want to play football or they're probably just thinking that they're better than division. Like, we're not, I'm not a division three player. It's like, if I look back at it, like, I had a few, like, like 50% scholarship offers to play division two and, like, could have went D3. But I told my high school coach, like, he's like, do you want to go play? And I was like, no. I was like, I'm done. Like, we went four and six. We got beat 42 to nothing in our all-star game. Like, I was so sick of football. Like, just done with it. So, um, looking back on it, if I weren't wanted to play, like I would have went lower. Like obviously, it's not like that's what I try to tell some of the people I recruit, like I, I train to that are in high school. It's just like, just go somewhere where you can play. Like you'll get noticed if you're if you're good enough to play and you want to play like at the next level somehow. Like they'll find you. Like look at a lot of the players in the, in, in the, like CFL, NFL. Like probably they're not all coming from Alabama and Ohio State and all that. So it's just that's what I try to tell them. Is like, would you rather play maybe? one year at a Division One program or four years at a Division Two or three, and your stats are going to be way better. I mean, look at look at Pittsburgh's quarterback now, Steelers. Yeah. I mean, what, he went to Sanford and had, like, 11,000 yards. Yeah, you can yeah. play. You can actually have a life outside of football, too. Right. Mm-hmm. That, that's really the best thing about D3 yeah. is the fact that everyone well, here is can. playing it because you love it. <laughs> Yeah, like, you're not playing it because, like, you're getting a scholarship or whatever. Well, there's, like, four or five I mean, guys I that think they're going to the NFL. <laughs> yes, yeah, there are people that think they're going to go. But then, but, like, their junior year and they haven't played yet, they're like, all right, maybe just CFL. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. they graduate, like, oh, I just don't with football. My body hurts. Like, you yeah. know, it's good. XFL. Four years. Exactly. So, XFL, um, yeah. We had a player that was – we thought for a minute this year that he was serious about – he said one day he's going to get drafted. And we were like, oh, really? And he's like <laughs> – yeah, no, either NFL or, C- or XFL. And we're XFL, like, huh? We're like, wow, okay. Nice. Go for it, cool. man. But, that's, that's um, exciting. So I asked you this before the interview to bring something, like a, a thought with you. Did you? Yeah. All right, well, ask me again. Okay. <laughs> well, it was the moment in time when it's going to be a little bit different for you because we've had athletes on previously. But for you, it was like the moment in time, you know, you came from a big D1 school to a D3 school is the moment in time when you were coaching division three that you said, Whoa, that's D3, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't ask me to put this on totally my head. Did. I False. totally did. False. Uh, Going back to that blurry. First no, year I mean, he can look it up. He did not tell me to, he did not give me any pretense on what to come in for. He just said, I'm we're oh, just I making totally up some did. questions. I mean, he changed the time like three times today already. <laughs> um, so when that's D3, bro. Um, <laughs> good question uh let me think let me think because obviously i didn't get the question prior <laughs> it's gonna take me a second yeah keep looking for it you having trouble finding it why don't you go find me another bud light while you're looking for it <laughs> um right here i said yeah we just asked you come with your d3 moment which is basically when you realize d3 is not d1 lol when was you this? probably have a different spin on it being a coach you said, yeah, ago. that'll be real fun. What's the language rule? M for mature. <laughs> that was a while ago. <laughs> All right, fair enough. You win. Go snag me another hands out of the fridge. <laughs> All right, touche. Um, hmm, that's a good one. I talked about a lot of them throughout the podcast, mm, but I yeah. didn't know if there was like one that kind of stood out to you or 
you were like, holy just... shit, are we really doing this? I think it's I think one from a coach's standpoint, at least in my eyes, is like for the varsity game when they tell the GAs like, Hey, you're in charge of ordering the pizzas for the bus at home. <laughs> <laughs> See, like that's that's a good one. I wouldn't even like there's just so much stuff, like small stuff that we like add, had added on that you just forget about, like mm-hmm. the pizzas, like like dealing with marks like was just like hell on earth sometimes. <laughs> you're just like yeah, but we need a half and half. Like one time we got yelled at for not ordering a cheese because someone didn't want like pepperoni or like I don't know. It was just we're just like Jesus, like, sorry. <laughs> like or we had orders. No, we had to order a salad for somebody and we didn't or something. It was just like who would get a salad? Salad. Who would know, trade a Coach salad? Price. I think it might have been someone that was like <laughs> Coach Price got a salad. Lactose intolerant, maybe. I don't know. Um, you know, Coach Price is listening. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> Someone said this year on the bus, they were, like, eating their pizza. And Coach Price was just, like, staring at them the whole time. And they were just, like, like, like – Coach Price was like, give me one. Like, just come on. Toss me one. Because he didn't get a pizza or something like that on a bus right home. I would say, just off the top of my head, uh, like, there's – Otterbein rents out to the, like, Columbus Crew, like, mini soccer. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, like, it's like, well, we got to wrap up practice. Columbus Crew's got it. Just <laughs> <laughs> like, what? We thought – but, like, they, that's what they said. Like, Columbus Crew has it. And we're like, oh, fucking the MLS teams is coming in here. But, no, it was uh, six-year-olds yeah. that took our field from us. <laughs> Priority. Yeah. You know, yeah. So that was kind of just like – like, we had a – that one day, I forget what day it was, but every day it was like, we got to get it rolling today because <laughs> <laughs> those six-year-olds rolling quick. Like, time for Andy today. It's just like, it's like, damn. So, yeah. That was like when they had the debate this year. They had, like, the big CNN logo, and it was on, like, the 30-yard line, which is where we stretch. Yeah. And – we were like, what are we like? What are we gonna do? And like a couple players, like they like took it apart and like pushed it off to the <laughs> side so we could stretch the one day. And then uh, at the end of practice, Coach Stop like made a positive spin. He's like, Hey, just so you know, we're on national TV. It's like, <laughs> sweet, awesome. Hell yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, Cannoli, I think that pretty much wraps up <laughs> our interview with you. Yeah, really but, appreciate uh, Basberry coming on here today. Yeah. Uh, did you just like write down some nicknames on yeah. some paper? Yeah. You know you loved those back in the day. So yeah, I love like, it, Ravio. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that one before. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, though, thanks for taking time out of your uh, probably ridiculously busy schedule. Um, yeah, I was <laughs> that movie. You really just dragged me off the couch for this one. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, thanks a lot. We know, um, you know, it's not probably – coolest thing to do you know come and talk to a bunch of 21 year olds on a saturday when you're what, what am i doing what now or 65 65 i didn't lose my hair i just are you, gonna use to just shave it. <laughs> are you gonna use just for men ever or? just for men that's or, I'm sorry, gray rogan, hair rogan. Hey, sick sick bull joke dude <laughs> <laughs> i have used rogan before yeah it doesn't, doesn't work. work on receding hairlines only works with bald spots in the back mm, well, nice. my a friend of mine got uh hair plugs and it cost him like 10, 10 G's. I was like, you know what a razor costs? It's like it's like six bucks. And just keep the beard rolling. Live you that. wash your do you wash your head with just like a bar of soap now? Dude, I like there's hair on there. <laughs> like you don't need shampoo for that. <laughs> that though. Why do you need? I shampoo? mean, I just yeah. I mean, I go just all the way down through the beard. You know. Oh, I feel you. Yeah, you're okay. rocking the upside down head these days. That's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> Make him regret coming on here in the last five minutes. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, thanks a lot. Uh, we wish you the best going forward. Hopefully, um, you know, if we have any athletes listening in the Columbus area, make sure you hit them up on social media. 
Rise. R Y Z E. Athletics. And then you can hit up my Instagram too. Yeah. It's M Bazzoli. So okay. just really, it's it's really fancy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah. We'll, we'll tag you in the post when we put this one out. Um, athletes, reach out to him. I know he was he was good to us. He's been good to our friends. Uh, make sure you give him a call if you're looking for some training. So appreciate it. All right. Thanks, Bazzoli. See you. Appreciate it. So once again, thanks to Bass for coming on. Uh, definitely, he had a little bit of a different spin on the interview than the athletes we've had on, obviously, because um, he only experienced the D3 life from a coach's standpoint. Um, he was a little too privileged and ended up going D1, you know what I mean? But yeah. he wasn't on the roster, though, so eh, did he really go? We don't know. So, <laughs> um, But we're actually going to do a little bit of a different spin this time around. Normally, this is where we do our segments, but... Uh, since we've all been away from each other, we don't have any good partiers of the week or D3 moments because we've been out of the D3 environment for about a month. Mm-hmm. However, our first weekend back, we did something, or we tried to do something. We tried to do this entire episode <laughs> after a night out, and it got weird. It wasn't just a night out. It was at 5.30 in the morning. That's yeah, when we tried to do this episode. So, Hefster's trying to say, yeah, we party. <laughs> But, yeah, I mean, I think once we got done, it was like 6, 6.05 in the morning when we were finished. Um, Hef, you uh, you had a great time. Yeah, so um, I don't know if you're, if you're a first-time listener or whatever, but um, we normally do like a party of the week at the end of our podcast, and uh, that's near the end, and I, I'd say it quiet. I, I'm, I sit in this little plush chair. It's pretty comfy, and I'm, I'm assuming it was about 5.55. And I dozed off, okay? I dozed off a little bit, just nodded my – or just ducked my head, just dozed off a little bit. And they looked over at me and said, hey, Hef, what's your party of the week? After they just both went, and it was silence. Curtains. Yep, just – Curtains of the week, Hef. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised my mumble jumbo talking about a story that I wasn't even there for didn't mm-hmm. wake you up. Mm-hmm. But uh, I tried. I don't know what I was talking about. Uh, I'm – Honestly, too embarrassed to listen to it, but uh, it was a good time. Yeah. Uh, and then we looked yeah. at half, and uh, it was, I mean, rightfully so. It was about 6 a.m., so I can't say I can't blame you, but uh, <laughs> he was asleep, and me and Dave looked at each other and said, all right, I guess that's it. Good morning and good night. Yeah, me and Dave uh, listened to it the mm-hmm. night after, mm-hmm. and Niall was struggling with every word. I mean, you could tell it was 100% effort. On just trying to form that sentence, so um, it it was something to behold. I mean, we still have it saved. Oh yeah, we, one day we might just say, we might Fuck break it. it out of the vault one yeah. day no, when we're all millionaires and we have nothing to worry about anymore. Just I throw mean, it out there. In my defense, after drinking water all night long and then sitting there for forty minutes, words are hard. Yeah, they aren't my strong suit at that point. That's Honestly, fair. even seeing gets a little tough at that point. So. I think it goes speech first, sight second, mm-hmm. and they were both pretty much shut off by the end of that at that point. And, and your sight was even more impaired because you wore glasses all night. I did. Would you like to describe what we did? Me and Dave, as dumb as we are, we were like, hey, let's just – we had a party at our house. We don't always stay at our house, but like we'll stay at our house tonight. Uh, it was cold, so I really didn't want to go out. It's like, let's just have people here. Um we dressed in all black and wore black sunglasses 
and honestly, I didn't say a whole lot the entire night except for one word, and half you say it the best, so I'm going to let you say it. Tell us what me and Dave said the entire night. Assault! <laughs> Assault. Assault. <laughs> and it was super dumb, and no one thought it was funny, but me and Dave sure did get a kick out of it, and it made my night. Yeah. And every once in a while, like, you know, we would be talking to people, sunglasses on, like, sometimes, you know, we'd have some conversations. Every once in a while, we'd catch each other, eye contact, through the shades, and we just look, sir, pull the shades down, put them back up. Assault. Assault. <laughs> every time. And it was, people were probably looking at us like, these guys have something wrong with them. Maybe yeah. CTE setting in early, but, hey, they let them have their fun while they can. I really don't think anyone's going to come back to our house. No. After not that night. Nope. I also want to say I caught Dave dancing with a lampshade. Uh, we have a video. We'll probably put it out on social media. But, yeah, on the head, big-ass lampshade just getting it. Couldn't yep. see anything, just bumping into stuff. I think he knocked some of my ramen off on the ground. Uh, I, may, I may have, yeah. That video caused a whole lot of controversy. Yeah, you were assaulted because of that video. <laughs> I will say, unrightfully so. Yeah. Just well, want to go on the air and say... That was ridiculous, but yeah. um, I hope verbal not everyone We're talking verbal assault. Verbal assault. Yeah. In the morning after mm-hmm. I went to bed at 6 a.m., so obviously my body was still asleep even if they woke me up at 7.30. So. Mm-hmm. There's no names. No names. But we will say. Assault. Assault. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it was, it was intense. Uh, we had a couple in-studio guests uh, witness that, and they were both like, hey – you can't put this out. <laughs> um, because I remember at one point we were saying, like, I, I think at the beginning I said, um, you know, it's Sunday, whatever, at 5.03 in the morning. And Niall, literally, you can hear him go in the mic, mic and he goes, uh, I don't know what day it is. <laughs> <laughs> After I had just said it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and then you started talking at one point and you were just like, I don't know where this is going. Gone. That's all you said. I'm. I'm not even kidding you. At one point, I was talking, and I had, like, this weird experience where I came out of my body, and I was watching me talk, and I was just going – I'm thinking in my head, I go, I don't even know what this guy is saying. Like, this can't be sounding good because I don't even know what he's saying. And then it just kept going. I think I came back in, mm-hmm. and that moment I was like, guys, I'm just going to stop because I don't know what's happening right now. Yeah, yeah. No, but it was definitely interesting. Um, but it gave us a great idea in the future uh, that you guys are going to have to – Wait and see. It's going to be a little surprise. A little surprise. A little surprise coming up for you guys. Um, but I think that that pretty much wraps it up. I mean, uh, you know, hopefully uh, the semester's going by, or hopefully the semester goes by a little more quickly than these last two weeks have gone by. Um, you know, at least for the school part, uh, but college forever at the same point. Um, Fast weeks, slow weekends. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think that that pretty much wraps it up. Make sure you guys are following us on our social media. We are at the D3Way on Instagram, at the D3Way on Twitter. Uh, slide in our DMs. We're DM-friendly podcasts, so uh, come on in. Water's fine. Send us any stats, updates,
when we 